Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts with researcher, author, speaker, and coach Jeff Schott. Jeff is devoted to keeping the hearts of parents and kids connected. He developed Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents target the root of behavior issues rather than whacking away at the surface. Jeff also wrote the book Going, Going, Gone, which helps parents understand the reasons kids depart the faith. It gives parents the information they need to open conversations with their kids to prevent this outcome. Learn more about Revive Family, its resources and coaching for families at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. On today's program, we're talking about a topic that I think we've all failed at at times, but can cause huge issues within a family culture. And that topic is lying. What do we do when our kids lie to us? Few things impact us as much as when our kids lie to us. It brings up many emotions that can lead us to react. We may feel hurt, worried, betrayed, or even disrespected. But what do we do about it? Whether you're looking to address a first lie or a repeated situation, we must guard against our feelings. They can lead us to make mistakes in our interactions with our kids that can move our kids in the wrong direction. As a coach to many families, I'm typically called in after kids have been to multiple counselors and psychologists. At this juncture, parents are losing hope and have been hurt by their kids' behavior and deception. As a result, I will hear the hurt in how the parents describe the situation with their child. They often say things like this about their kids. John is manipulative and has to get his way. She manipulates and lies all the time. You cannot believe anything she says. Whether you find yourself feeling this way about your child or are just encountering a lie from your child for the first time, this program will seek to help you look at the situation from different angles and chart a course to address your situation in a constructive, positive way. Some of you may be thinking, how can you address a lie in a positive way? And I totally get you, because I can tell you when we started our parenting journey, Dee Dee and I did not handle lies in a positive way. We were fantastic at reacting, coming down on, and issuing consequences with our kids, but we found all that did was lead to more lies, especially with our oldest, really intelligent, very articulate girl, even by age three, who it seemed like at times could out-debate us. Especially for parents who may have been let down over and over again with their child related to lying, it's easy to lose hope and unwittingly adopt labels for our children like lazy, manipulative, or liar. It's often labels like these that I hear first when I'm talking with traumatized parents. I totally get it. It's hard being a parent and even harder when it seems like we cannot get through to our child. We love them, but can find ourselves at our wit's end. I know with all four of our kids, at times we've encountered lying. But it was not until after we found a positive way to address lying that we really saw progress in this area in their lives. One of the keys to addressing lying successfully in a positive, constructive manner is to look at everything in a broader context. This was something we seemed to always fail to do early on in our parenting. We would see the lie and attack the lie, but we didn't take time to consider the broader context. 
Why is looking at the broader context so important? Because it can take away the sting of the first lie or even help us come to new conclusions if we're at our wit's end. It helps us escape the reactions because we're looking at the broader factors that might contribute to our kids lying. We need to look at the situation and the family as a whole rather than through the lens of this single incident or this single lie. The reason I believe this is so important is because of all the time I've spent with kids in the research and all the time I've spent coaching families. Often I find that there are things going on in the broader context that are actually motivating our kids to lie to us. Realizing this is essential if we want to help our kids learn, understand, and see the reasons why they need to stop lying, not because we can come down on them or punish them, but because they see the effect it has on the family and upon the relationships that they value. So when we stop to consider the broader context when we find our kids lying, here are some questions that I've found really helpful to ask myself when in these situations. Is my child a bad kid or is something else going on? How is my kid feeling about their position in the family? What is motivating our kid to lie to us? These questions move us beyond the sting of the lie and the disappointment while helping us adopt a better mindset to deal with the situation constructively. Let's take a moment to look at each of these questions individually in the context of things I've actually seen or experienced while coaching families and kids that are struggling with lying. Is my child a bad kid or is something else going on? Often in coaching families, I find that kids like Jack have good hearts, but the repeated failures related to lying have caused the parents to see Jack in a negative light because it kept happening over and over again. In their eyes, it seemed like Jack just didn't care when he was caught lying. I'll never forget the conversation I had with Jack because I found the opposite to be true. When I asked Jack, do you lie to your parents? He said yes, and he didn't attempt to hide the lying at all. In fact, I found he was actually really frustrated with himself about the lies he was telling because it kept getting him in trouble and it was causing him to feel worse and worse about himself. I also found he was really frustrated about the situation. Listening to Jack talk about it and realizing that he was frustrated with himself as well as the situation with his parents, it was clear that Jack had a good heart, that he had the desire to do what was right and just kept finding himself in situation after situation where he lied even though he knew it would make things worse with his parents. Unfortunately, like most kids I talk with, he hadn't shared his frustration with himself or the situation with his parents at all. And of course, this left his parents seeing him react and get into arguments over the lying with his parents rather than his heart's desire, which made it far harder for them to handle things in a positive way. What was really eye-opening for me in my discussions with Jack was as we talked, he shared that he often lied because he wanted his parents to see him in a positive, good light. He wanted them to be proud of him. His embarrassment of having done something wrong and his fear of how his parents would see him and react caused him to cover up, caused him to try and protect his image with his parents because he already felt like they were down on him, like they were negative about him. Talk about a vicious cycle. Here was a kid that wanted to change, but kept finding himself in small situations where he felt like he had to cover up to help change his parents' negative view of him. And of course, the parents then would catch the lie, which only increased their negativity about him and his habitual lying in their eyes. He had a good heart. 
and wanted to please his parents, and this was what was leading him to lie. He knew that even small things, given where he was at with his parents, would add to the pile, so he felt like he had to cover it up. Of course, getting Jack to share this with his parents was difficult. He was very fearful. He was convinced they wouldn't hear and understand, and that they would just see this as another manipulation, which was definitely not the case. As I helped Jack share how he was feeling about himself, about the situation, and why he was lying, tears welled up in the mom's eyes. She saw the pain inside of him. She saw the frustration, the negativity that built up within him. And dad was a little bit more skeptical. But as we talked further about how this cycle was working, the light bulbs went on for both of them, and they both realized they needed to make a change in the way they were approaching their son. He needed to know that he was loved. He needed to know that even when he made small mistakes, it wouldn't change the way they felt about him, and it wouldn't add to more suspicion or more negativity about him. Once Jack believed this in his parents, it was amazing. The lying disappeared. In fact, a lot of the small mistakes he made even disappeared. But when he did make a mistake, he didn't cover it up. He didn't try and hide it from his parents. This is the reason it's so important for us as parents to stop and ask those three questions that give us a broader context. Oftentimes, we'll jump on the lie and miss a great opportunity for deeper understanding, growth, and change for all of us, our kid as well as ourselves. And if we're not careful, we can trap ourselves in a cycle that takes the relationship down, down, down until it's so broken that our kid either avoids us and hides in their room or conflict rules the relationship. This was where we found ourselves with our oldest daughter who couldn't admit she was wrong. Oftentimes, we would catch her doing something and she would still deny it. She would argue, she would blame it on others anything to not be wrong. And it was truly because of our reaction and how we were handling things when she made mistakes. Stopping and asking ourselves the broader questions like, is my child a bad kid or is something else going on? How is my kid feeling about their position in the family? What is motivating our kid to lie to us made all the difference in the world because it caused us to stop and ask our kids questions and open conversations that led us all to understand each other and to come alongside each other because no one was happy in the situation we found ourselves in with all the conflict. When we come back in a few minutes, we'll look at the other two questions. How is my kid feeling about their position in the family and what is motivating our kid to lie? Because I've found that oftentimes there are things going on underneath that are resulting in lies that no conflict, no lecture, no pressure or consequence will change if we don't get to understanding the broader context. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to continue looking at lying and how we address it positively with our kids in a manner that leads to lasting change. In a few minutes, we'll be back to talk about those two remaining questions and explore more ways we can approach lying positively. I'm so grateful that you've joined us for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott. I'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. Hey, parents and grandparents, if you're listening to this program and you're wondering, okay, how do I parent apart from rules and consequences? How do I lead my kids like Jesus and see them make good decisions so that they don't lead dual lives and they 
end up following the faith after they leave our homes, and they become amazing leaders like Jesus turned the disciples into. Got some good news. You can check out our entire Influential Parenting Academy absolutely free. You can go through the entire online course. You can download the audio course from within the online course. You'll even receive the implementation guide and process for bringing the change into your home, as well as an invitation when you get to that point to participate in free parent support phone calls where I'll answer your questions. And the good news, it's all free. We want to help parents avert the dual life and kids walking away from the faith. We're a ministry. We're not here to make money. Jesus didn't charge for his teaching and healing, and so neither do we. We believe those of you who go through the course and benefit will make a donation to the ministry to pay it forward so that we can continue to help families in the inner city who have been derailed by COVID-19, or importantly, coach kids and lead them through our heart healing process, thinking about amazing transformation in their lives. Kids who come in saying, I'm angry at God. He's a mean and cruel God. I don't want to talk about God. Walk out saying, Jeff, I was praying today in the car and I missed my turn. That's a call I got from Sarah this last week. If you're wondering if this will work, I can tell you it does. I've got so many parents, so many testimonies to change lives in their kids when they began to lead like the Good Shepherd. So go to revivefamily.com, go to products, select influential parenting, and sign up for free today. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family, and I'm so glad you've tuned in for this important program on addressing lying positively. It's one of these challenging topics that as parents, we often don't know how to handle, especially handle in a way that will lead to our kids learning, growing, and changing in this area. Sometimes we get trapped in a cycle where we see our kids in one light. They feel that pressure and they feel like they need to cover things up because that will help us see them in a more positive light. I know it's crazy, but we talked about it in the first segment related to the first question that we need to ask ourselves to put ourselves in that broader context to address lying in a positive, constructive manner. That first question was, is my child a bad kid or is something else going on? If you didn't hear that segment, tune into our podcast at revivefamily.com. It will be up tomorrow and you'll be able to listen to the first segment of this program, Addressing Lying Positively. Now let's continue the conversation related to the other two questions we should ask ourselves when our kids lie in order to put us in that broader context that takes away the sting and allows us to address things in a more positive and constructive manner. The second question we need to ask ourselves is, how is my kid feeling about their position in the family? This question is essential because I've seen it drive conflict between siblings. I've seen it break down relationships between a specific parent and a specific child with mismatched personality types. We need to step back and ask the question, how is my child feeling about their position in the family? In one of the instances where I was called in to work with a family, I was called in because the daughter seemed to be getting more and more agitated. The relationship between her and her younger brother had gone downhill, and conflict was breaking out in many fronts. Even the little brother was beginning to hit his mom. 
Mom especially was really concerned about her daughter. She seemed to be angry. She seemed to be withdrawing. She seemed to be on the wrong path. And in many ways she was, but not for the reasons the parents believed. They described their daughter as lazy, as manipulative, as always needing to get what she wanted. They saw her as being incredibly selfish. When I sat down with this daughter and spent hours with her, just getting her to pour out all the things she was thinking and feeling, what was going on in her life, it was fascinating to begin to put the picture together. She felt emotionally distant from her dad and described the relationship with her dad as a business relationship. Then she went on to describe how favored her brother was over her by her mom. Her mom would buy things for him every time they went out. Her mom would always seem to take the little brother's side whenever there was a conflict between her and her brother. And this led to a lot of hurt, which is why she was becoming reactive and withdrawing from the family. As I talked with her further, it was causing her to move more and more in directions that actually were fairly risky related to the relationships she was getting into, the types of friends she was hanging out with. She knew it. She could evaluate those situations accurately, but she was seeking to replace some type of close emotional connection somewhere because it was now missing in her home. This, of course, increased the parents' fear and their pressure, which only made the situation worse. She, too, like Jack, freely admitted that she was lying to her parents, especially about her little brother. Because she felt like the brother was so favored and she was looked upon in such a negative light, she was trying to find any little thing he did wrong to bring it up and magnify it to her parents, trying to balance the scales. Oftentimes, this meant she twisted things or exaggerated things, which made her look like she was lying. This only increased the mom's tendency to side with the younger son, which only seemed to hurt her worse and cause her to try and find more and more fault in her brother, trying desperately to balance the scales and feel close and connected to her father and mother again. In essence, this 14-year-old was feeling insecure about her parents' love for her, and that was leading to a lot of different issues in her life, but specifically it led to lying related to her brother, and covering things up that she did wrong because, just like Jack, she didn't want to be seen in another negative light. She didn't want one more piece of negative evidence being added to the pile. This is why it's so important to ask ourselves, how is my kid feeling about their position in their family? And better yet, if you're in the position to do it, to ask your child, how are you feeling about your position in the family? How do you feel related to the relationship with me, with your mom, with your siblings? What's going on? How are you feeling? Please be open and honest with us. Because with this 14-year-old, whenever her mom came down on her and her mom could get quite strong, especially when she lied and she was fearful of where her daughter was headed, it only made her daughter feel more negative, more insecure about her mom's love for her. And that only caused her to want to cover things up and find things wrong with her brother even more. Facilitating the conversation between the 14-year-old, her mom, and dad was a challenging one. She was deathly afraid again of opening up and being honest. But once we got through the conversation and everybody heard each other and she started to feel and understand that she truly was loved and mom admitted she did show some favoritism because dad backed that one up. 
it really helps settle things down in terms of this girl's feeling of being loved, accepted, and being willing to reconnect with her family. That changed her friend group. It changed everything as her parents switched to becoming influential parents in their daughter's life. The final question we need to ask ourselves when it comes to putting ourselves in a broader context when we are seeking to address lying with our child, whether it's the first time or the 50th time they've lied to us, is what is motivating our kid to lie to us? In my research with thousands of kids, it became clear that as kids got older and reached age 7, 8, or 9, they began to put two and two together. They realized that if they did something wrong, they were in trouble. They shared that they disliked the feeling of disappointing their parents and the way their parents handled their mistake. They realized that it was easier to cover small things up, and often when they're 7, 8, and 9, they can, and they'll get away with it. The problem is, is these little things that they get away with and cover up get bigger and bigger as they get older and older, and eventually they get found out, and now we're seeing them as liars. I found, like with my daughter, that much of what I was doing was motivating my kid to hide things from me, to, in effect, lie to me. I'll never forget the time I had Angel on camera during the research. She was a high school senior getting ready to graduate, but she was telling me about a story that happened in her freshman year. She had made a fairly significant mistake and felt really bad about it, so much so she decided to go tell her parents about the mistake she made. Unfortunately, her parents still reacted and came down on her and grounded her and took away her phone. Unfortunately, about two weeks later, the evidence of what she had done came back to the parents through the youth group. So it was the same thing, the same event, but she got punished a second time for the same thing. And that shut her down. She literally said, I'll never tell my parents anything again. And she didn't for the rest of her high school career. It actually led to her beginning to lead a dual life, and it made me very nervous for when she went off to college. Unfortunately, what I found is that oftentimes the strategies we've been taught to raise good kids from our parents, from other parenting programs, actually can lead to some of the problems we get mad at them for. I found that a harsh, consequence-driven approach actually motivates our kids to hide things from us and thus to lie. This is the reason Dee Dee and I went about taking on the challenging task of figuring out how to approach our kids differently because we were losing our oldest daughter. We used our family as a testing ground, to be honest. It wasn't fair, and it took us quite some time to begin to develop different strategies and ways to come alongside our kids when they failed so that they didn't end up reacting and defending themselves, or it didn't lead to conflict, but it led to deeper conversations that resulted in real, lasting learning. We've now trained thousands of parents to take this approach called influential parenting in their homes, and it's been amazing some of the stories we've seen. We've seen kids that were leading dual lives and leaving the church, no longer willing to go with their families, turn around in three months, and within six to nine months, they're graduating high school and going full-time into the missions field. It's so much fun to see parents when they grasp the concept of leading like the Good Shepherd with influence in a way that the kids grant the influence to their parents. It's so freeing as a parent, I can't describe it. 
if you're encountering a kid or two or three or four that lie, consider taking our influential parenting online class today. With all four of our kids, they've lied at some point, but coming alongside them in a positive way led to them learning lasting lessons related to lying. If you're dealing with a kid who just is beginning to lie or one that's developed a habit of lying, please take some time and reflect upon those three questions that give us a broader context. Is my child a bad kid or is something else going on? How is my kid feeling about their position in the family? And what is motivating our kid to lie to us? These questions can make all the difference in dealing with our kids. If this program's raised questions related to your approach to parenting, please consider taking influential parenting today. So many parents of adolescents have come up to me after live events or contacted me after taking an online class to tell me, I wish I had heard this five to seven years ago before I got this far down the road with my adolescent kid. So no matter what your age kids, if you think you may need to make a change in your approach with parenting, take influential parenting today. I'm so confident it'll make a difference. We actually have a money back guarantee. Thank you for joining us today for Revive Families Connecting Hearts as we talked about addressing lying positively. We hope it'll make a great difference in your home with your kids and look forward to being back with you next week with another topic that will help us stay connected to our kids at a heart level. That's it for this edition of Revive Families Connecting Hearts with Jeff Schott. We'll return again soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Revive Families Connecting Hearts is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support. 